It is December 17th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. And guys, it is a new era on Monday Night Raw. Matt, do you feel it? The electricity? Right now, what you hear is the fans watching Wrestling Inc. or listening to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast all in unison chanting, we want Glenn. He's back, folks. Glenn is back. I am Um, here indeed. No, it's not a new era. It's not a new era at all. I was just asking Raj before you came on. Did I miss something in the opening announcement? Because I feel like, like, did I, like, I heard Ben say, then now forever. He doesn't need the fans when they start chanting what. Um, All the McMahons had a family reunion in the ring, and the McMahons are going to run the show. I don't know what I missed, though, as far as groundbreaking. Yeah. Raj, what did you think? I mean, this was kind of unprecedented for the WWE to come out and say that, hey, we hear you. Uh, They've acknowledged the shortcomings of their product. Well, it was, I mean, basically what it was, was um, them coming out and saying, uh, please stop changing the channel. Uh, We'll be good. You know, (laughs) and then they give the same show they've been giving every week as far as the formula goes, as far as how they treat the stars, as you know, as far as booking and everything. You take out that first segment and it felt like another show. It didn't feel nothing felt different. Um, You know, I know people are like, well, you can't change it in one week. Well, you could do one thing. Do something. Bring one new face out. Do do something that's not the same old formula. So they came out, did this big hoopla, made it seem like it was going to be this big uh, change in creative, and then followed it up with the typical show that you see on any given week. So it was, I thought it was really weird. Yeah, show don't tell, as it were. I think uh, what better way to demonstrate than perhaps to have Vince close the show after giving us an entirely new version of Monday Night Raw. Uh, but this seemed like it was on the fly. I mean, I think a lot of it. Now, I didn't re- watch TLC last night. Matt, did you like TLC last night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Actually. I did. I thought it was um, the girls turned it around for me and went from an eh pay-per-view to a really good. I like the girls stuff. Okay, yeah. so there was that. And Raj, you think overall solid? It seemed like most people were at 50-50 split. Yeah, I liked it. I I thought the same thing. I thought the main event really saved the show. It's one of those things of positioning again. I think if the show would have ended with Ambrose and Rollins, everyone would have been shitting on it. But the (laughs) fact that they ended with the women's TLC match, that match was really strong. It had a ton of heat. It was the most heated match on the show. I mean, AJ and and Daniel Bryan probably had the best technical match, but the crowd wasn't into it as much as this one. And um, I thought it was really good. So tonight, Vince came out there uh, to a lot of booze, and people were wetting him when he was trying to talk. He had a big pop when he first came out, and then it it was like Ronda Rousey. As soon as the music came off, then they started (laughs) booing. But uh, it it, uh, this crowd was hot. Yeah. Well, I wonder how they're doing right now as they're about to face two more hours of Raw being taped for next week. (laughs) Right. That's got to be tough. Um, So yeah, Vince brought Stephanie out. Then they brought Triple H out. Then they brought Shane out. The McMahons are in charge and uh, really laying it on thick. What'd you think of that, Matt? Triple H saying, uh, we're going to start listening to you. You are now the authority. Uh, eh, I, I don't buy it. Um, because tonight, they went right into it, what they always do. Like Raj said, they didn't do anything different. Yeah. 
And what does that mean? They've been in charge. Stephanie was like the person in charge of Raw. Shane's been in charge of SmackDown in storyline. So, and and Vince is in charge overall. Does this just mean that they're not going to do GMs? If and if not, then what happens with Paige? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, SmackDown. It's weird they apologize for SmackDown. Didn't you think that was weird, Matt? Yes. They had nothing to apologize for on SmackDown, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown viewership's been hurting, but I, I've said it before. Sure. I think it's just because people are so tired after Raw that they don't feel like watching wrestling for another two hours the next day. No, I mean, everything. things can always be better on, on any show, right? But as a whole, SmackDown is way better than Raw. Yeah. So out came Baron Corbin. He lost last night to Braun Strowman. Real quick, uh, we were talking yeah. earlier. Vince looked. Uh, Vince looks like he needs to get some sleep or something. He looked bad out there. I don't know if it's the XFL <laughs> and the stress of the XFL, but I mean, he's he's looked like he's aged twenty five years in the last ten. Yeah, he's been in this amazing shape all these years, like incredible shape, like jacked, you know, and and, and not a blemish on him. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'd say over the last year or two, I've noticed, you know, it, rightfully so. He's an older man. Good Lord. I mean, it's about time he gets to show signs of aging. Right. But it seems like it happened to him like in the last year or two. Yeah. But, but, but quickly. Yeah. 72 years weird. old. I don't know. I mean, it, and then he just looks very different. Maybe we don't see him enough, uh, you know, to really I don't know. You know that, do you, do you guys ever see that Mel Gibson movie where he was like frozen and he was a young guy and then he got unfrozen or something like 50 years later? I think it was called Forever Young. And then the age catches up to him within like uh, two years or something like that. That's almost feels like what's happened to Vince. But anyway. I mean, he fought it for so many years. When you think about it, though. Ah, he looked great in his 50s and 60s. Like, dang. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't sneeze. All the toxins stay inside. <laughs> um, so Baron Corbin came out and basically uh, begged for his job to keep his job as a general manager elect. Why did they keep that going? Oh, good Lord. Uh, Triple H said he was going to be given a chance, faced in a match Kurt Angle, then it was turned into a handicap match. Out came Gable and Rude with Apollo Crews. Uh, no disqualification match. And uh, yeah, Corbin just had his ass handed to him by these three guys. Thus, an end of an era, really, with uh, Baron Corbin, once the constable of Monday Night Raw, then the acting general manager. And now he's just back to being the lone wolf. <coughs> well, nothing for nothing. I think overall, it made him a much larger star. He's over. He has heat. You know what I mean? Um, and now I'm interested to see what they do with him. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to throw him into another storyline right away or uh, keep him off TV for a while. It seemed like they're not getting rid of him. I mean, he did a backstage segment with Rollins later. so That's true. And they have a match next week that was announced? Yeah. I mean, I I would think it would be a bad idea to get rid, you know, stop using Corbin completely. When you invest that much time in someone and just drop it, seems like just a waste of your all that time and money you spent. Yeah. Don't feature him. Don't put him on for an hour a show, but still use, you know, use him and don't just waste all those years. I mean, all those, uh, all those months. Get your use out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Get the return. But here's the question, though, Matt. Does he go back to wearing the leather vests, or does he keep dressing know. like he's in an uh, acapella group that plays cruise ships? He doesn't need to. If he doesn't have any type of authority figure role at all, 
there's no reason for him to stay dressed like that in the ring while wrestling, which is good, which is a good thing for him. Yeah. This is the, this, I think he'll go back to wearing wrestling gear in the ring finally. Um, and he'll be back to being, you know, long, not Lone Wolf. Maybe he is Lone Wolf. I don't know. But definitely just Baron Corbin, the wrestler, the superstar, and um, upper echelon guy. I mean, that's where they put him. Yeah. Like, not main event, but, like, right below it. You know what I mean? I mean this is the best thing that's happened to him since he's been on the main roster. This did far yes. more for him than winning yes. the Andre. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went from that, this new era. And they said new era. Wasn't. Wasn't after the draft, wasn't it the new era? Am I mistaken? Wasn't that the what they were calling the era we were just in? We were just kidding. No, that was a pump fake. Now we're serious. Yeah, now it's the new, new era. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, and as part of this new, new era, Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. So already that, that whole... Oh, so, so yeah, Kurt Angle came out. He wrestled Baron Corbin. Um, you know, all the guys attacked. And so the, it was the exact same thing pretty much that they did the night before at, at TLC. Yeah. And then slam for the pin. Yep. And then here you got Finn Balor versus Dolph. They announced it last night, but you know, uh, we had this raw, uh, this match on raw a few weeks ago. So already when you come out and you say you're going to freshen things up and it's going to be new. And the first thing you do is a recap of TLC. The next thing you do is a match. We've already seen a bunch and, you know, just a, a variation of this Finn Dolph drew feud. So, I feel like if you say you're going to do something new, start off with something new. Bring yeah. a, a new face out, someone debuting, or uh, just something different as opposed to what you've already been doing. And then they kept at it. So the rest of the show was kind of what they've been doing. No, Lars Sullivan should have come out and destroyed Baron Corbin. Yeah, that would have been different. Yeah, would have been something. Uh Finn versus Dolph, I thought this match was okay. And then Drew got involved and it was like, oh, we've really seen variations of this a lot. Uh, it ended in a DQ finish with Drew hitting Balor. But man, just what do you do with these guys at this point? I just feel they have to get them as far away from each other as possible to make it feel fresh. They're bringing down Drew. Yeah. They are. Yeah, like and I then said, it, that momentum, it's a real thing. He loses last night, tonight. He's just involved with these two guys who haven't been pushed hard. Again, I'm not saying you don't push Finn or Dolph, but when you haven't been, don't sacrifice this guy who you have been pushing for them. You know, use other guys to get Finn and Dolph over if that's the point and, uh, and move on. But it, it seems clear that they just want this three way feud. And so they're all going to be trading wins and losses along the way. And that's not what you should be doing with someone uh, with the potential that Drew has. Yeah. Yeah. And a triple threat next week between them. Yeah. Man, that, did you guys feel like that? They were announcing at the very end all the matches for the Christmas Raw. And it was just like, if I were in the audience, I would be like, maybe I'll stay for Natalia and Ronda just to kind of see. But everything else is like, thank God I'm not having to watch this next week. Thank God for Christmas Eve. <laughs> right? I, yeah, I mean, I have my uh, Ronda and Natalia. I have my issues with that. I feel like that's sure. another like that's something they should be building a big storyline to that and just throwing it away on Christmas Eve. It's a waste. But you know, obviously, they can do it. The reason why they're doing it this week is because they have it all written out since they're you know doing it right after the show. Yeah, that's the tricky part. We hear you. We know there's been problems with the product. We are sorry for the quality of things. We're going to start listening to you, but first we have to make it through the holidays. 
then recover from the holidays, and then sometime near the Royal Rumble, we'll kind of get our head in the game, and then just you wait and see. It's going to be an all-new Monday Night Raw. Yeah, if you're doing that, then wait until after the holidays to bring Vince out and do the whole hoopla. I think they were just trying to stop the bleeding. I think the story every week of lowest numbers ever, lowest numbers ever, lowest numbers ever, look where the stock market's going lately with some of the uncertainty there. I think this was completely preemptive before their bottom line takes a hit. And I, and you know what? The next two weeks are probably going to be even lower. And so yeah. it almost feels like maybe you shouldn't have done it this week when the story of the next two weeks is going to I mean, I think most people know that the next two weeks don't count as much. Right. But still, it, you know, why not wait until after? Why don't they just so tribute to the troops on Christmas? That seems like the most natural opportunity to have everyone feel good. It's very American. It's very sentimental. I don't get it. Well, USA, they do the whole week, so they need... I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, but it just seems like having Raw next week is a mistake. Yeah. So uh, this... Okay. I thought this was a high point of the show. Dean Ambrose came out to the ring with his Intercontinental Championship, called for Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't come out, issued an open challenge, and boom, we get Tyler Breeze. Now, everybody knew... Seth Rollins was one of those guys in gas masks and Dean's security team hiding there. I thought for a hot minute, maybe Tyler Breeze gets it. More yeah. that Dean and Rollins were being punished because wasn't Vince, according to Meltzer, like very unhappy with the way their match went last night. Thought maybe it's they were going to do... Yes, I thought maybe they were going to do one of those surprise fan service upsets just to kind of say, we're not messing around anymore, folks. Uh but what did you think of the match and Tyler Breeze getting a moment? And Matt, did you watch Tyler's match against Ricochet on NXT last week? No, but I will go back and watch it. Um, now that you say it, um, it was it was good. It was like you said, it was probably the, like probably the higher point of the show, right? Mm -hmm. um, but real quick, what was the what did Ben say about their match last night? What was he so disappointed about? I think everything. They just how the match went, how the crowd reacted. Uh, okay. You know how the crowd reacted is you. It's you guys and what you've written for them and not giving them. Right. You don't get to blame it on them now. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And Rollins That's mentioned the crowd reaction was kind of like taking it, taking responsibility for it in a promo later. And it's like, it, no. there's not much you guys could have done out there. Uh, no. No. They've given you literally, not even chicken shit. They've given you cow shit and telling you guys to turn it into chicken salad. It's ridiculous. Storyline wise. That's, that's on the writing. I'm so sorry. It just is. Now these guys are hung out to dry. Yeah. And, and if, I mean, because if the storyline was hot, the crowd would have been hot before yes. the match even started. Yes. But before they even locked up, the crowd was, was not into it. And right. th then they, they, you know, they started doing a bunch of rest holes, which is just wrong for a grudge match. But the, the crowd was not with them before. Uh, Glenn, to your <laughs> point, I'm so glad they didn't have Tyler win. I mean, that's. <laughs> I don't think it would have been a long reign. I think it would have been very transitional. You know, I hate just wasting the title, you know, doing wasting title changes. I always feel like it should mean something. It should go to someone that's being pushed and being moved up the ladder. Don't just do it for a surprise. Cause it just demeans the title. Ultimately I'm not saying Tyler, they can't do more with them, but to go from barely being on main of, you know, main event to coming out and winning the inter intercontinental title from a guy who just won it the night before is not the way to go. That's but um, it's an upset. And when, when guys do the uh, rest holds like that, like chin locks and stuff, it's because the crowd is dead and they're trying to get them to start doing something. Hmm. Start clapping, you know, start to slow clap, start something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. So okay. anyway, so um, this went exactly how I, I felt like it should have. I almost feel like they should have brought a bigger name out for Dean Ambrose's surprise opponent. Remember back when they were doing the open challenge with Cena and you had like, you know, Sami Zayn and awesome. Kevin Owens and those were awesome. Not guys from main event that you haven't been pushed in months or year, you know, a year for Tyler Breeze. Yeah, nobody cared. Nobody, yeah. no, I mean, nobody cared. Well, they did announce NXT call-ups tonight. I said this on Twitter. I thought if they really wanted to surprise everyone, they should have brought up the NXT roster uh, for this week, next week, and even the week after in matches where <laughs> if they won, they got called up. But even if they lost, they got a showcase. And maybe if some main roster guys lost, they'd go back to NXT. I mean, I think if you've only got the hardcore fans watching during this time of year, why not give them the ultimate fan service of giving some NXT guys and gals a shot? You know, that would, that would be a cool idea. But do you think Vince could help himself and not just have the NXT guys lose every match? Like, <laughs> just look at the Survivor Series, right? Well, they announced tonight. Uh, I mean, what, what were the call ups? Uh, four individuals, four singles and a tag team coming up. Did they say who? Yeah, uh, there were vignettes that they showed uh, after the commercial break after this match. And uh, Heavy Machinery, Lacey Evans, uh, Nikki Cross, who we already knew, EC3, and uh, oh, wow. Lars. They showed the Lars Sullivan vignette. Oh, I excited for EC3. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lars will make it for sure. EC3 has all the potential to do. So, and Lacey Evans, those three, I think, right off the bat, will, will get a push for sure. Heavy machinery, we'll see. I mean, you've seen what happened to Sanity. No, um, no. I don't, yeah. What do you guys feel that between Heavy Machinery, uh, the War Raiders, Sanity, even I feel like there's there's just kind of this look now where I like if you fat put them in a lineup, beard, fat yes, yeah. fat hairy dudes. Like, I you couldn't if you put them all in a lineup, could you figure out who was who if no. they were just in street clothes? Nope, no. No, yeah, Killian Dane because I know he's six foot eight. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Killian Dane is probably the most impressive of that group, and you see what they're doing with them. Uh, yes. So, so what heavy machinery might have in store? Uh, yeah. So uh, Tyler Nick, Breeze got, oh, and also Nikki Cross. We didn't, you know, he's she's another one. I just don't see Vince really no. pushing her. Yeah. So Tyler got a bit of a showcase in the match against Dean. Dean ended up winning with the dirty deeds for the pin to retain. Afterwards, Rollins attacks him, and the feud continues. They waited too long for this match last night. You know what they should have done? Because uh, Dean turned before Survivor Series, right? It was right before that. Am I mistaken? Dean turned, uh, yeah, the night that <coughs> Roman Reigns announced Roman his Reigns. leukemia. So that was October. <coughs> yeah, I feel like Dean should have shown up on SmackDown. Challenge Nakamura won the title so he could get in that match with Rollins. And this would have been hot. I feel like the fact that the match just happened last night with all this buildup just went on far too long. Because I don't know, are you guys invested in this feud still at this stage? No, we we lost care. Don't you remember? Like week two. Yeah. Week three, we were complaining. Yeah, we talked a lot about this last night. This this story, if you were to tell a friend of yours, you know, if you were to explain the story, you never have a reason why Ambrose really turned on Rollins. A good reason yes. that would get someone invested. It, he just did. And uh, it, it just never got going. When the story, when you can't tell a simple story like that, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of screwed, maybe in your sex life, you need to get things going. Maybe you need to shake things up.
Oh, God. And with that in mind, I welcome back to the show, Blue Chew. Blue, that's blue like the color blue. Bet you Guys, do. you remember the days when you were always ready to go. Oh, they're so long in the past. But you still oh, think about not. them from time to time. Not for you, Mr. Mad Morgan. They don't call you the vice mayor of Longwood for nothing. But for the rest of us plebs, the rest of us citizens aspiring to even live in Longwood, we need some help just to get back to where we once were. Blue Chew can make it happen. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's the real deal, and it's the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy who wants extra function and to enhance their performance in the bedroom. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard the awkward testimonials from Mr. Raj Giri, from Mr. Matt Morgan and myself. The something extra, the wow factor. You can bring that home just in time for the holidays. If you go to bluechew.com, and we've got a special deal for you because Bluechew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness beyond this ad read. They are made in the USA, and since Bluechew prepares and ships direct, they're even cheaper than going to a pharmacy. And our special deal, exclusively for our listeners, go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code INC, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E. Chew.com, promo code INC to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. The most uncomfortable you've ever seen, Glenn, was that time he popped that Blue Chew in that last hour of the show and was just waiting to waiting to get things going. So, Glenn, admit it. Last night, you didn't make it because you popped a Blue Chew before the show, right? Oh, I wish I'd been doing that instead of the family function I was at. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's nice to have that sense of spontaneity, though. I mean, we've talked about this before, but when it comes to prescription medication for that, normally, oh, it takes an hour to two hours to work. And you've got to wait. And then if you're wrong, you aren't sleeping on your stomach that night. Let's just leave it at that. But with Blue Chew, you like that when you know things are going to happen, when you start to get in the moment, you just say, hey, pardon me one second here. Let me just reach over and pop this in my mouth. And then, bam, 15, 20 minutes later, you're ready to go. It's magic. It's Blue Chew. Yeah. Hey, man. I got a date night coming up this Friday night with my wife. We're going to watch Creed 2. And, you know, I'll make sure to keep a couple of those handy. Absolutely. Only need one. Only one, bluechew.com, promo code INC at bluechew.com. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So after that, oh, backstage, Drake Maverick, on behalf of the Authors of Pain, talking to Shane McMahon, talking about getting a rematch opportunity. Shane saying the idea of the automatic rematch being somewhat antiquated, outdated. But hey, what the hell, we're going to give you a fatal four-way tonight to determine the new number one tag team contender, with the B team, the Revival, Lucha House Party, and the AOP to earn that future title shot against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Uh, then we got those vignettes for the NXT talent that are coming up. And then after that, Bobby Lashley out there with Leo Rush sitting under a spotlight with the guitar. The guitar was broken, so Bobby did not serenade us with a sweet, sweet song. Instead, uh, he gave the pose down because nothing says new era like the same awkward promo we've seen so many weeks. <laughs> they just like keep everyone off tv tonight you know or you're they should have made so you're not allowed to appear in segments with the people you've been appearing in segments with something 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 anything to be different 
yes. And they did not do a single thing tonight. I felt that was different. Yeah. Elias attacking Lashley. <sighs> he couldn't do that with Baron Corbin running the show? Guess not. <laughs> How many weeks now have we seen Lashley and Elias? I mean, we're kind of going back to the summer is when they first started. No. no. Yeah, they remember they were feuding for a little bit in the summer, then they kind of got put on ice before SummerSlam, and then Elias was going to do a concert at SummerSlam, and nothing happened. Me, hey, really quick, I'm so sorry, but tell me, where the hell is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? They're, they're coming injured. back. But they're coming back, yeah. What's taking so long? One had, uh, Sammy had double shoulder surgery, KO had double knee surgery. Yeah. Really? So KO is supposed to be coming back, I believe it's late January, early February. So, um, they really need them, yeah, yeah. And Sammy, yeah, I think Sammy's probably sooner than that. So, yeah, we got the little coming soon commercials tonight. I'll tell you, for some people, that was enough tonight. Just like, oh, thank God, they're gonna be back here soon, things will get better. Yeah, they, they, I fast forward through the commercials because I'm always 20 minutes behind, half hour behind on, DVR, on my DVR. So, I fast forward all the commercials during Raw. Let me ask you this: What did they they ran commercials for both Zane and uh, Ko Owens? Yeah, separate. Yeah, separate or together? Separate. separate. Back to back? No. no. Cool. Yeah, I mean, they clearly see them as uh, guys worthy of hyping the return. I mean, we'll see where they land on the card. I'm assuming. I mean, Owens was at the bottom former level. Champ. Yeah, I mean, former champ, but they were booking him with Braun. I mean, he was, you know, bottom level, of the upper tier. We thought that was beneath him the way they were booking him, though. Yeah, true. yeah, but he had been getting squashed there at the end. He got squashed he by Braun and by Lashley. A chance to bring him back in a main event storyline, though they could. Yep, could buy it. And and this might be a good thing for him to be off of TV for a while because the trajectory was heading downwards with how they saw him. So it's I how, think, yes. Yes. you know, absence makes a heart grow fonder. Right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> No, oh, I mean, God, looking at even uh, Ko's Twitter feed and what Sammy's been tweeting lately is better than what you see on TV most weeks. Um, looking forward to them returning. So we did get that fatal four-way: AOP versus the Revival versus the B Team versus versus Lucha House Party. Uh, right. So uh, I don't even know where to start with this. The good news is the Revival are the new number one contenders. And they should have a hell of a match with Rude and Gable. Absolutely. But just how they've been positioned for so long, it just feels like, you know, lower than mid, you know, opening card stuff and where it shouldn't be. I mean, they could have a super hot match and, and a super hot program, but the way they've been booked for so long, I don't know. Yeah. What'd you think of this match, Matt? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, nothing like this. The whole show, nothing, nothing. I mean, nothing stood out to me. Nothing was what I thought it was going to be. Vince McMahon's coming to the show to shake it up. I, I expected something to be shaken up. This was not. I mean, everybody worked hard, obviously, but nothing was different. I was not. Yes, I mean, my opinion on every match is going to be the same. Yeah, I feel like they should have made some bold statement at the beginning. I mean, bad night to do it on a short notice, but something like, you know, if Brock Lesnar isn't here next week, we're stripping him of the universal title. Just something to really acknowledge all the shortcomings. Okay. You know, that'd be cool. That'd be different. There you go. 
I, yeah, I feel like there wasn't enough of that. Enough of like, we're just going to make bold proclamations. Instead, it was that sort of, do you ever have that when you get in trouble with your significant other, with your wives, guys, where the first thing, like, you don't know what your excuse or your defense is, is, is yet, but you have to start saying like, okay, okay, okay. Let me just say first thing, I hear what you're saying. And I acknowledge how angry and upset you are. And I want you to know that I understand, you know, and then you yeah. spend all that time. And I'll never do that again. I yeah. promise. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to start working out every day. Yeah. Just <laughs> digging yourself deeper and deeper, trying to buy time. That's what it felt like tonight. Like, just please, huh. that's sort of like, please stop yelling yeah. at me. Just please stop yelling at me. If we could just start with you to stop yelling and being upset, that would go a long ways towards fixing things. I just love how they stood in the ring and they just blamed Baron Corbin, though. <laughs> Which right? is so yeah. shitty. It's so shitty. This poor guy. Like, he finally was gelling and working. And in kayfabe, it's like, it's all your fault, dude. But no, in like the shoot kind of way, though, like, they blame, they put all the heat on him. Like, we, we, it wasn't we weren't listening to you. It was he wasn't listening to you. But we're back and we're the saviors. <laughs> and we're going to save the day because we're going to listen to you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's what Vince's formula supposedly has been since day one. Yeah, listening and giving the fans what they want and moving with the times, as he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, but I, I don't know. As soon as they said the B team, I, I was just, yeah, I was like, all right, this is this is the same old crap. Like, what if they had, you know, they, Arn Anderson works for them, right? What if they had the revival backstage with Shane and Shane is like, look, I agree, the Lutra House Party rules are crap. Uh, you hadn't been getting a fair shot tonight. You're going to face the Lucha house party the revival are like, okay, cool. And we have a, we have a little surprise. And then they introduce, you know, that uh, their new mentor or whatever, and Arn Anderson, because you know, they've always had that old school tag team vibe. Yeah. Arn Anderson's in the corner. It feels different. They beat the hell out of Lucha house party, get on the mic afterward and say, you know, we want a tag sh title shot. You don't give it to them right away. You build that over several weeks. Yeah. That would have been way more effective than them just beating a bunch of no-name guys that have been buried for for months. But to throw Arn Anderson in there, like that's a like that's a big thing for them to be willing to do. Yeah, but you don't it have should. to do it for house shows; just do it for TV since he's there anyway. It'd be very cool. I'm yeah. all all aboard for that. It would give them a shot in the arm. I just feel like to. that's what's, what's lacking tonight, though. Like no one backstage on creative was saying, "Well, what if we do this? Or what if we do this? Right. Or Arn?" You know, exactly. Something. <sighs> maybe because Vince was going to be on the air and because he took control of this, people were very afraid to uh, stray too far outside the box. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, uh, so, yes, yeah, Seth Rollins backstage talking to Charlie Caruso. Seth talks about the boring chant and the negative crowd reactions last night and that it's gone off the rails. And now it's time to right the ship that starts with beating Dean Ambrose. And then Corbin appeared and said, Rollins is to blame for everything. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have a match next week. Oh, Rollins uh, hit him in the face first and then walked off. So, yeah. This is yeah, yeah. so Vince Russo-ish. It just does. Where they're talking about and they're acknowledging the ratings and they're acknowledging why the show's tanking. You have superstars blaming it on one another. It doesn't feel like shoot, brother. It feels like I don't even know what it feels like. It, it's annoying. I don't like it. You should never tell your audience that your show is sucking and that no. people are noticing that it's sucking. You know, like 
if you hit, oh. if you don't pay attention and you might be like, oh, it hasn't been that great lately. But when they come out and tell you, everyone's stopping watching it. You know, no one's even watching this crap anymore. And you are. <laughs> then it gives you more of a reason to be like, oh, yeah, why am I watching this? Um, it's just a bad idea. I, I felt like this yeah. week, last week, the lowest rated uh, hour, right, was Rollins versus Corbin for the main event. It seemed a little tone deaf when you're talking about changing things around to then announce Rollins versus Corbin for next week. Keep, you know, keep Corbin off the show after that that first segment that he did. He didn't need to be on. You could announce Rollins versus Corbin if you really need to do it on the next show. Yeah, it's very weird. It's so very, very weird. And then uh, Ronda Rousey comes out, issues an open challenge, talks about the match last night with Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Asuka, the new SmackDown Women's Champion, says she doesn't have to justify her actions for interfering came out to show and talk about what a real champion is one who fights and the next night shows up and fights again issues an open challenge and backstage 10 female superstars are oh. all fighting with each other saying hit my music i'm going to go out there and answer this and stephanie comes in like the principal to chastise them and say women calm down get a hold of yourselves she yells at them like yes. a freaking teacher to the middle school kids. <laughs> oh my god, made to make them look like little freaking little kids. Yeah, yep. And that says was so bad. Eight of these superstars are going to get a chance. To, there are ten of them there, but eight of you are going to get a chance to earn a title shot in a gauntlet match starting right now. Out goes Alicia Fox, followed by Bailey. It seemed, I don't know, I thought Bailey could have been the Iron Woman of this match and gone the distance, but no. There were twists, there were turns. And this was the, like an hour, right? This got Yeah, this match. was the entire last hour. It was like 53 minutes of pure wrestling. And uh, when Alicia Fox and Bailey, then Dana Brooke came out, uh, Bailey defeated, Alicia defeated Dana Brooke, Mickey James defeated Bailey, Ember Moon came out. Uh, I can't remember if Mickey or Ember defeated one another, but then Natalia came in. Natalia proceeded to defeat Ember, then Ruby Riot, and then Sasha Banks for the chance to win a pre-taped match being taped right now to air Christmas Eve against Ronda Rousey on Monday Night Raw for the Raw Women's Championship. Here's the thing. This is, they think the answer to everything is the authority yelling and digging into the talent. The problem with that is the authority doesn't get in the ring and wrestle. The authority doesn't draw pay-per-view buys or, or, or sub subscriptions because they're not in angles that, that, that finish in wrestling matches, right? So they've got to, they still haven't learned their lesson with that, with dressing down and emasculating. Not even just emas yeah, emasculating. Even if it was Vince McMahon yelling at those guys or girls, I would the same thing. It doesn't work. You're telling, you're telling everybody your talent sucks. Again, they're inferior. You're saying it again. Um, you're showing them in a low light again. You know what I mean? You, you just don't do that. It should be the other way around, if anything. You want to put the authority in there so bad and the McMahons in there so bad, have them get big dog by talent. Oh, yeah. You imagine them talking to Stone Cold and Rock like that? Hell no. Never would we see that. Never. And well, again, unless there's comeuppance. If you know. Everyone knows the story with Natalia and Ronda Rousey, right? They know they've been friends yeah, uh, for eight months yeah, Natalia's showed her how to wrestle way before. So you yeah. have this built-in storyline, and the first match is just this blow-off match that you're Bro. doing on Christmas Eve when no one is watching, when you could have built a great story to that match. Um, 
and, unless unless it, it does well and they continue it. They could continue it, but remember, it's that genie out of the bottle. The first time they're doing their match, and it's it's just a nothing first match. First look, first impression is important. Yep. Yeah, you, you give away their first match on TV with no no real build. You're right. You're right. What, you weren't just so dying to see what happens next after they hugged each other twice at the end of the match? Very awkward. I was telling Raj, I kept feeling, I kept waiting for one of them to nuke the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nothing was happening. It felt very awkward and not in a good way, in a very yeah. weird way. I got to wonder, like, after they come out and they say, like, I'm sure that with Vince and everything, that the rating for the first hour is going to be way up from the last couple of weeks. Plus, they're coming off a of pay-per-view. But I wouldn't be surprised if that third hour is kind of back to the levels of, of where it's been. And if yeah. they just blew all that goodwill from that Good first work. announcement with this show, like anyone that stuck around, they're like, wait, nothing's changed. You're you're, you're saying it's going to be fresh. It's going to be different. Uh, and it's the same show. But we didn't say starting tonight. So gotcha. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to recover from tricep surgery? I don't know. It takes all different kinds of times. Depends. On I day. just realized that Triple H was out there tonight, and you could not tell that he just had that tricep injury last month. Oh, I forgot about that. Wasn't yeah. his? It wasn't his pec. It was his. Oh, it was his pec. Sorry, a torn pec. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, tricep. Uh, several weeks of keeping your elbow immobilized. We'll more, more importantly, he's wearing a, he's wearing a suit, so the pectoral you won't see any of the bruising. The bruising's gone down, I'm sure, by now. Anyway. Um, and he's in rehab, I'll bet. So you don't, okay, yeah. I guess it's been about a month and a half. So and, and he's wearing a suit, though. He's not out there without right. a shirt on. He's not out there with the uneven boobs at the moment because he can't work it. Because, or maybe he is just starting his rehab for all we know. But uh, yeah, I did mine in six weeks. Okay. Nice. Um. Yeah. This this match, man. Natalia made Sasha tap out. Yeah, yeah. Natalia and, and Sasha was good. Yeah, it yeah. was. That discus clothesline's money. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping that Sasha won. Won because yeah. Sasha and Ronda. You can do. They haven't been pushing Sasha, so you could do it. Blow off match. It's on a show that no one's going to be watching, and and you and, save Natalia for later. And it would be a good match too, because Sasha would push the 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 pacing of it where. This is going to be a much more technical match between, which could be cool. Mm -hmm. All right. But sure. that, they're going to implement a lot of MMA in it. I'll guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in watching it. I'm just annoyed for Natty that it wasn't on a pay per view. Yeah. <sighs> so this is the new Raw, the new era of Monday Night Raw. Who knows what SmackDown holds tomorrow night? Yeah, good question. Speaking of which, Raj. Yeah, so starting in the new year. Uh, so we're going to be off the next two Mondays. Uh, it's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So there will be no podcast. Uh, but we will have our Wednesday podcast as usual. And then the week after that, starting that week, we are going to have not only our post-pay-per-view podcast on Sundays, our raw uh, podcast every Monday night, but myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, and Glenn Rubenstein will move our SmackDown podcast to Tuesday nights after right after SmackDown. So we will do the, our SmackDown review right after the show. And uh, Nick Hausman and Justin Labar will be doing the weekly uh, on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays at noon. Right now that's just on Thursday. So a little bit of a scheduling change, but you'll get the SmackDown review right after the show uh, starting in the new year until October. And then we will uh, when, when it moves to Fox and we'll decide then. 
So aren't aren't all you fans excited? Matt Morgan moving to SmackDown. Matt Morgan moving to he's <laughs> going to be uh, a free, he's going to be a free agent, right? You'll be doing Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be seriously. It's going to be a breath of fresh air to be able to cover that show by comparison. <laughs> I know. I feel like uh, I, I I feel like sometimes we're so negative because Raw is just so bad Ooh, sometimes. Totally. Jesus. Then, and then SmackDown's the total opposite. So you'll get to hear a lot more positivity on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it's exa- exactly, dude. It's just Raw is so predictable. Um, should we talk about the AI thing, Raj? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, did you see this, what I posted? No. So I fed, and I, I don't even know where I got this idea from. Oh, remember when, so Jim, let me give you the background. Jimmy Jacobs um, was talking about last week, I guess he did an interview on another podcast, and was on Twitter talking about how hard it is to write Monday Night Raw. Other former writers chimed in and were listing all these reasons of how hard it was to write Monday Night Raw. Now, what they were all not saying, I think was kind of veiled in there, was it's like uh, that, you know, Vince puts the kibosh on things and makes it a much tougher environment. Um, but I had this idea because I'd heard, uh, someone using an artificial intelligence bot, like fed a bot, a bunch of Seinfeld scripts or a bunch of commercials or stand up comedy and using, you know, predictive text on your phone, like how it suggests the next word for you. Mm-hmm. So they use artificial intelligence to write like a Seinfeld script to write like stand up comedy in these things. Uh, I got this idea and spent a couple hours copying <laughs> and pasting a year's worth of Monday night raw recaps from wrestling Inc. Um, and putting them into an AI bot. And then I used predictive text to write the first hour of a, a mock episode of Monday Night Raw using an AI bot. And what was scary about it is um, just when you look at how repetitive, how formulaic, how predictable it was. And I mean, the computer makes crazy suggestions because it does always understand context or different things there. But yeah, I posted this and it kind of caught on. I mean, yeah, it had a ton of, it had like over a thousand likes, right? Yeah, it got a lot of traction. Some sites covered it. Uh, I think uh, some of the the uh, social sharing sites, it was big. But I think the point of it was it wasn't to denigrate uh, or make fun of the effort that goes into putting together Monday Night Raw, but just that if you look at what we've seen, it is so formulaic. It is so predictable, whether it's, you know, the style of the promos. So what did it put? What did it compute for you? You got to read it. You got to send it to him. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to uh, get the entire thing. I can give I can give some examples here. Yeah. Um, so the idea is that now it's not all driven 100% by artificial intelligence. There is human choice involved. Um, and I will make this keyboard available. I think because of the request, I'm going to put together another mock hour or two. But after that, I will share this AI keyboard and people can generate all their own raw recaps to their heart's content and play around with this because it's funny. Um, but the idea that, I kid you not, looking from the choices, like it said, you know, out comes Baron Corbin to the ring. He says, you suck. Finn Balor appears with his new t-shirt. They, they trade words while Elias is trying to sing. Corey Graves mentions how good this will be. You know, Sasha Banks is backstage with Bailey. She asks what they can do tonight. Then Stephanie McMahon announces herself for the main event. <laughs> Just the idea that, you know, we see these same repetitive patterns again and again. So when a computer analyzes it, it makes you suggestions. That's what they're suggesting is some variation on what's happened before. So you took an, a, a year's worth of recaps? Uh, yeah, 50, uh, everything from 2018 I fed into there. Now, I did add the commercial <laughs> recaps on my own. And I do have to say the commercials AI suggested. So I wrote out 
my favorite commercials from Monday Night Raw, whether it was Pizza Dropper Insurance, because the Wrestling Inc. recaps do not have commercials uh, listed in the recap. So I wrote everything from Chris Lee Knows Best Promos uh, to uh, Pizza Dropper Insurance, and it gave me such gems as uh, we go to a commercial for discount insurance against hair loss caused by dropping your pizza. Um, How long did this take you, Glenn? Uh, the actual <laughs> writing of it took about half an hour. Yes. Uh, what was the oh? What was the one everyone liked? Uh, sleep, sleep, American, American oh, Sleep yeah. Center or something. Uh, they came to us live from the American Sleep Center in Tap Out, Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, yeah, guys, check check it out on Glenn's uh, Glenn's Twitter. It's, yes. Are you going to release hours two and three? It was just yeah. I'm going to play around with it a little bit more. The hard time was actually training the bot because you actually have to sit there and upload all of these recaps. I had to copy it into text, upload it to the site. But it's fascinating just to see how repetitive these episodes really are when you start analyzing them like this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was my distraction from getting actual work done uh, last Thursday <laughs> <laughs> because we all need those folks. Yeah. Uh, what else happened this week? Man, I wish there was more newsworthy. We cut, we covered, I mean, Ben's returning to raw was the big news and it seemed like there was going to be a, it was going to be a, a, a very newsworthy show, but it turned out not to be. So there's really not much else. Well, there you have it. Let me see. Let me check one more thing. Yeah, we already covered Vince being upset with Ambrose versus Rollins. So that's about it. Uh, on the Wednesday podcast this week, Nick Hausman and I are going to discuss the Henry Winkler film, The One and Only, in addition to SmackDown coverage. Yeah, do that at the end. <laughs> yes. Did you guys ever see that movie? No. No. It's from the 70s. The Fonz, Henry Winkler, plays a guy, an actor who goes into professional wrestling. It was not good. Oh, it's the end of the year, so we're not going to be here next week. Should we should we uh, take a question or two before we wrap up here? Do we want to maybe share, like, uh, are we going to do a year-end recap, Raj? Matt, are you doing your up live tonight? Yes, yeah, 12.15. Uh, okay. Live, go to your app store, download it, and look up the Blueprint Matt Morgan. Real quick question for you, Matt. Have you ever been pitched an idea in TNA or WWE that you shot down? No, not that I can remember. No, no, yeah. I, can't, I don't believe so. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So up live, Mr. Matt Morgan. How's that going on, Raj? What's coming up on the site? Uh, tons of interviews. Uh, uh, we have stuff with, oh, good God, uh, Tom Pritchard and, and uh, God, Matt Hardy. And it's just tons of tons of exclusive content every day. So check it out. Nice. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Well, real quick, people yeah. are asking about Bray Wyatt. Um, oh, yeah, Bray yeah, Wyatt, yeah. Bray Wyatt had tweeted a real dark tweet tonight uh, during the show. Uh, he said, uh, and he, again, it's Bray, who, who, whoever knows, but he says, I have so many things to fix. I realized that I was sick. My mind doesn't work like other people's. It gets lost and attached to ideals that are unrealistic and poisonous. My next journey will be to find my true calling. This is goodbye. To me, that sounds like a character change, but we'll see. We'll see. That does. That's what I think it has, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's been trying some different stuff on Twitter lately. I feel like all of the talent really tries on Twitter. It's unfortunate they don't get those sorts of opportunities on TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Talk about SmackDown Live. So until then, folks, uh, take care. 
saving money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 